Ezekiel 33, verses 21 to 33. In the twelfth year of our exile, in the tenth month, on the fifth day of the month, a fugitive from Jerusalem came to me and said, The city has been struck down. Now the hand of the Lord had been upon me the evening before the fugitive came, and he had opened my mouth by the time the man came to me in the morning, so my mouth was opened and I was no longer mute. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, the inhabitants of these waste places in the land of Israel keep saying, Abraham was only one man, yet he got possession of the land. But we are many. The land is surely given us to possess. Therefore, say to them, Thus says the Lord God, You eat flesh with the blood, and lift up your eyes to your idols and shed blood. Shall you then possess the land? You rely on the sword. You commit abominations, and each of you defiles his neighbor's wife. Shall you then possess the land? Say this to them, Thus says the Lord God, As I live, Surely those who are in the waste places shall fall by the sword, and whoever is in the open field I will give to the beasts to be devoured, and those who are in strongholds and in caves shall die by pestilence, and I will make the land a desolation and a waste, and her proud might shall come to an end, and the mountains of Israel shall be so desolate that none will pass through. Then they will know that I am the Lord, when I have made the land a desolation and a waste because of all their abominations that they have committed. As for you, son of man, your people who talk together are about you by the walls and at the doors of the houses, say to one another, each to his brother, Come and hear what the word is that comes from the Lord. And they come to you as people come, and they sit before you as my people, and they hear what you say, but they will not do it. For with lustful talk in their mouths they act. Their heart is set on their gain. And behold, Mm. you are to them like one who sings lustful songs with a beautiful voice and plays well on an instrument. For they hear what you say, but they will not do it. When this comes, and come it will, then they will know that a prophet has been among them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, so we have the sacking of Jerusalem. A very, very, very monumental moment in the history of the Bible and the history of the Jewish people. And, you know, we kind of have Ezekiel's personal account of it here, where this messenger comes to him shortly after the hand of the Lord has been upon him. And then the word of the Lord comes and, um, you know, it's a it's a very grim word. <laughs> so, kinds. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this concluding section of Ezekiel 33. I mean, this is, I think when people think about Old Testament prophecy, this is the kind of passage that they think about with all of the yep. abominations and the pestilence and the desolations. I mean, and this is, I mean, it's part of prophecy because part of what we see in the Old Testament is God's judgment against sin, including his judgment against his own people. And you can't mm-hmm. read this passage outside of that broader context of the long history of disobedience in Israel as God's people have gone after idols. And Ezekiel gets into this a little bit in this passage. Um, you know, you rely on the sword. Well, you lift your eyes up to idols, verse 24. You eat flesh with the blood in it, which that comes back in Acts 15. That's really something that um, is a concern for the people. Uh you rely on the sword, you commit abominations, you defile your neighbor's wife. So this whole thing, of, if this is the kind of people you're going to be, can you really expect to continue to possess the promised land? Mm. Uh, can you really expect God 
to give you this land, this special land of the promise that he promised to Abraham, that the people know he had promised to Abraham, if you live in such a way that your whole behavior defiles it. Uh, and mm. the Old Testament is clear that that's not the way God sees it, this this deal working out, right? All going all the way back to Deuteronomy. But if you're going to live in the land that I've promised to your forefathers, you're going to have to live in a way that honors me, not mm. a way that abuses my name. And so for the sake of his own name, and that's a big theme throughout Ezekiel, God has to judge his people. And we just saw mm. in the passage yesterday, it's not his desire to do that, right? He doesn't want to see anyone destroyed. And the juxtaposition of that passage yesterday with this one is, I'm sure, significantly intended to get this up, this across, right? It's not that God wanted to destroy the city. Uh, yeah, It's not absolutely. that he wanted to destroy Jerusalem where his temple was, but he had to because of their unrighteous behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I think one of the phrases that really jumped out is verse 31, their heart is set on their own gain. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the Lord, it's a big indictment. Like there's there's a lot of, you know, different sins uh, ranging from adultery mm-hmm. to uh, pagan ritual to, you know, all these different things. And really one of the the sort of final claim is this, uh, it's this accusation of greed. And... Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see the thread of greed um, that traces throughout Scripture, because um, really you see it from, uh, you know, the the Garden of Eden um, up until the, you know, the cosmic battle of Revelation, um, and so it, it, it's a huge biblical theme, and it's certainly something that we can easily tangibly see in our own hearts and in our own cities. And really so much of what, you know, has disqualified Israel from sharing in the inheritance that was promised to Abraham is that they do not love God. They don't even love their neighbors and, you know, their, their kinsmen, they love themselves. And so they defile their neighbor's wives. They, you know, practice this cocktail of religions. They don't follow the law of God that was clearly, you know, they, they have the law of Moses, which clearly states, if you don't do these things, then this will be taken away from you. And, you know, one of the things about greed is that it's so intoxicating because it's, it's accompanied by the sense of entitlement. And so the people of Israel feel entitled to a land that, you know, in the old covenant was contractually given to them, um, you know, on the understanding that they follow God and love him and love one another. And so I think for me, a a clear thing here is um, to, to search out greed because how, how much of the sin in my life and, and, um, you know, the, the promises of God that I'm, I'm missing out on is because I'm, I'm simply set on my own gain. And so I actually lose my, my highest welfare in that. Yeah. Uh, And what this passage gets at is the way that we can take God's blessings for granted, the great gifts he gives to us and think that we deserve them. The other verse Mm -hmm. that I thought you might 
resonate with is the next one, verse 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are to them like one who sings lustful songs with a beautiful voice <laughs> and plays well on an instrument, uh, for they hear what you say, but they will not do it. I mean, as one who sings lustful songs with a beautiful voice and plays well <laughs> on an instrument will. Uh, what do you think Ezekiel's getting at there? You know, I don't, I, uh, I tend to stay away from the lustful songs, but I, <laughs> Yeah, I that that is such an interesting image. I kind of don't know what to do with that. <laughs> but I wonder. I wonder if the parallel though is. I mean, what he's getting at is, I don't know the lustful part. Um, how we might translate that, but um, that people who just enjoy the music but don't think about the words, right? Hmm. Because you know that's that's what I think it's saying. Like people like to listen to their prophets, I guess Ezekiel. They listen to what he says, but mm. they don't actually listen to what he says. Or that difference between listening and listening, I yeah. think, is part of what's getting at there. No, I think so. Um, you know, like verse thirty-three, it, it it says like when this comes and come it will, then they will know that a prophet has been among them. And so, yeah, I think you know the the word. Um, for lustful there sings lustful songs it's like sensuous love it's kind of like this shallow um thing and so you know i kind of think of how i regard like a like a taylor swift or somebody like who (laughs) you know like love songs it's kind of just like yeah like this probably isn't even about somebody real it's just like you know a bunch of people from a record label got together and wrote something it's very uh, feels like light and ultimately inconsequential. And that's kind of how they're regarding the words of Ezekiel. And they don't see the importance and the imminence and the, um, you know, true realistic nature um, of Ezekiel's words. And, you know, I, I think that once again, pulling from the Watchman image, as we've been called into this similar role of being, you know, heralds of God's good news and, and watchmen to announce the the warning um, that accompanies it. You know, there there are people who will, will harden their hearts and it, it'll be like a, a frivolous love song to them. Like it'll be, hmm. you know, meaningless to them. Yeah. And so yeah. it's a, it's definitely a striking image. Yeah. Lustful songs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, uh, you know, uh, very striking. And, you know, I, I do just like also want to close with, you know, it's documenting the, the fall of Jerusalem and um, something that has been prophesied for a long time. And it's important not to miss when we read Old Testament prophecy and then see things come fulfilled. It's really striking that each of us has a book, you know, that documents all these huge historical prophecies and then you know hundreds of years later are fulfilled within that same book and so you know god's word is is true and it's real and it's something that we ought to respond to and build our lives around so for will Kinds, this is will carlisle and we are going to see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm thanks for listening to our daily rhythm I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.